Good morning, good morning. Today is the 27th of July. It is Thursday, currently 75 degrees here in Stockbridge, and looks like it's going to get to a high of 97. Another hot one. Uh, let's pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for being our God, for being so amazing, Lord, loving us so much. Lord, for giving up your life for us, Lord, and we just ask that you would help us to give up our lives for you, Lord, that you'd help us to set aside our wants, our wills, our desires, Lord, and just that we would just take on your wants, your will, your will, your desire in our lives, Lord. And so, Father, we need help with that. We ask that you would accomplish your will on this earth. We know you do that in and through us. And so, Lord, help us to be compliant to that. Lord, help us to just adopt that with uh, joy, not, not grieving the loss of our own wills and the loss of our own control, uh, Lord, but embracing uh, your will and your control over us, Lord, your direction in our lives, and how you want to use us, Lord, to further your kingdom on this earth. So, Father, give us that strength, that desire, that heart, Lord. Uh, to be more and more like you, Lord. Just uh, use this lesson uh, right here, Lord, to help shape. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, how we are to respond to God's promises. And we have Romans chapter 1. Great chapter. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh and was declared to be the son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all the nations, including you who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father in the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because of your because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you, always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but this far have been prevented, in order that I may reap some harvest among you as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, 
The righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his ir- for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, been made so that so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliceness, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. How we are to respond to God's promises, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith, Romans 1, 16 and 17. How are we to respond to God's promises of blessing? Such promises are not automatically at work in every life that hears them. Some people respond correctly, while others respond improperly. Some enjoy the benefits of God's promises, whereas others do not. In these two verses, we are given the necessary response to all that pertains to the gospel of grace. That response is faith. This word certainly includes living by the prompt. This would certainly include living by the promises of God. Paul was not Paul was unashamed of the gospel because he knew its effective character. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. The good news about Jesus Christ is essentially 
the grace of God proclaimed to man. The ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Acts 20.24 This grace is God's power poured out into the saving of souls. This power is experienced by all who place their faith in the gospel, whether Jew or Gentile, for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. The gospel is effective because it holds forth God's righteousness to sinful man, if he is willing to trust in the Lord. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. The gospel is revealed to, I'm sorry, the gospel is referred to in the scriptures as a promise. And this is the promise that he has promised us eternal life. 1 John 20. 2.25. The gospel is often stated in the form of promises, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved. Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Acts 15 and Romans 10. These gospel promises are partaken of by faith. The just shall live by faith. In addition to initial salvation, the good news of God's grace includes many other promises from God. I will build my church. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. When he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Matthew 16, John 8, and John 16. All of these promises are experienced by faith as well, because the just shall live by faith, continually as well as initially. O Lord God, we want to respond to your promises properly. How gracious! that you only ask us to trust in what you have promised to do. We do not want to ignore your promises or doubt them. We want to live by relying upon every promise you have ever made. In your faithful name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. May the Lord bless you today. Be safe out there.